Thank you for joining the ESBC Betting and Financial Podcast. Now, every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. And if you own a business, and I own three, and we got a guy who probably owns three himself over here, Joe from New Jersey, from the Wolf Line, 80% of, yeah, 80% of your time has to be in generating uh, in revenue, free cash flow, profit generating activities. And if you're not, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing as a business owner, right? So the purpose of this podcast is to make me money, all right? The second purpose of the podcast is to make you money using decision science, right? Decision science is a discipline taught at Stanford University, and it's used by, uh, you know, the top 20 uh, companies in the country. And decision science really at the end of the day is common sense. You gather as much information as possible before you make a business decision, all right? Then we use business and financial concepts in order to make that decision. Return to the mean, pattern recognition, arbitrage, probability theory, all right? We use all those things in order to come with the outcome. Now, in this podcast, this is an educational podcast. We don't just give you fish. We teach you how to fish so you make your own picks. Uh, even though we love Bernie from Brooklyn and we love Elizabeth Sanders, this is not a, a welfare system or a quick, rich scheme. We're not giving you anything. We're teaching it so you can learn uh, democracy and capitalism. Now, Bernie Sanders will tell you, right, most communists will tell you that Capitalists and capitalism does not work because capitalists do not know how to collaborate. They don't know how to work together. They have egos. They clash. They don't know how to collaborate. This podcast proves that 100% different. We got five guys that we were on the number one talk show in San Diego. We bet every game over and under the result of that because we're here about outcomes. We're here about results with 63.5%. We would have finished fourth in the Super Contest, $140,000, and we finished the college basketball season collaborating, putting our egos at the door at 45 and 5, right, in the high 90s. We had a lot of money, but we had a lot of fun. So the purpose is to learn, and the outcome has been a phenomenal percentage, right? That's why these podcasts, the old ones are just as valuable, or in my opinion, more valuable than some of the new ones because you're not worrying about the outcome. You're listening to the whys and the hows. So you're not just learning how to pick a game. You're learning how to make a business decision in the richest country in the world. And to that end, we started collaborating with a guy. Him and I hit it off right away. We're about the same age. We got the same energy. We got the same problems. And uh, he has a product <clears throat> that helps you. It's a tool in the process of getting you up there. High percentage because break even is 52.5%, right? 
And we've been lucky, fortunate, and good that over the last 12 years, I've been around 70%. And my wife, Anna, since 2011, has not bought gasoline or expensive item because not the betting money. The other day, she said, where's the Bitcoin card? I'm like, why? I want to buy this ridiculous purse, and I don't want to take it out of savings. I don't want to take it out of this, that. I want to take it out from the betting Bitcoin card. So about that up. purses, Josh. You, t- you tell me about a purse every <laughs> week, dude. Yeah, so I went in, and I, and I got the spreadsheet out. I got the bank statements out uh, on the computer, and I did a search for gasoline. So it's been $28,800 since 2011 when we got back from the NCAA tournament when we did well. And she's like, no, no, no. I am only going to buy gasoline using the Bitcoin uh, betting money card. And uh, lately now she's like, oh, I just want to see the statements of the Bitcoin card. I'm like, why? Because if you're going to cheat on me, the money you're going to use is betting money. (laughs) That's my wife, Anna, the psychotherapist. And we use that as you. So we got Joe. Joe, how you doing, man? From New Jersey, from the Wolf Line. Josh, I'm really great, man. Thanks for asking. Um, and it was funny you mentioned about capitalists can't collaborate because we would be fighting. I, I disagree. I don't think you and I agree. It would be really boring, one, for anyone yeah. listening, and two, it would be really <laughs> boring for you and I to just to continue, you know, always agree with one another. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the other thing. Uh, first report uh, announced it last night, the first part of the podcast. We want to do a little bit of what my wife does, man. We want Joe just get off his chest all these things that, that are bothering him. And one thing that we that bothers both of us is something that's 100% different than what we grew up with, right? We grew up in the same era, and it's like I used to disagree with my buddies, my best friends, people I would take yeah. a bullet for every day, and we didn't take it seriously. Now you disagree with somebody, and they never want to talk. I'm not doing business with you anymore because we disagree. You're a you're – a, a Padre fan, and I'm a Yankee fan, so we can't do business with each other. We completely, you know, it's, man, that's crazy, right? It's utterly insane. And the, the, the funny part is, and I, I've actually found myself from right. time to time wanting to go that way where I'm, I'm, I'm arguing, I argue, just discussing something kind of in a right. way, but you would with one of your friends when you disagree. But I've actually found myself, I've been to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm cutting this fucking person out of my life. And then you go, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. I love them. They're my friends. Right. You know, I don't know. If, I think it was a Jefferson quote. Politics and religion, are neither, those two things are no, never a reason to lose a friend. Friends right. are hard to find, man. People that you can count on. People that, you know, people that help you bury a body. They're not, those people aren't easy to find. Right. No, exactly. And people don't get nuances that we learned as kids, right? Yeah. Somebody, there's a difference between an acquaintance and a friend, and you never burn bridges, right? Uh, Ideally. Acquaintance, right? Uh, You let them borrow 20 bucks. They don't pay you back. You're like, whatever. Your friend, you give them the 20 bucks. Of course. They borrow whatever, and they pay you back. Who cares? It's only 20 20 bucks. Friends don't keep score, Josh. Exactly. Friends don't keep score. But, you know, that movie – with, with the Cologino and uh, Chaz Palminteri, he says to the kid, oh, that guy owes me 20 bucks. He goes, do you like him? No. Well, great. <laughs> he, he's out of your life for $20. I, 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 there's a list. Long, from here to here, of people that I would love, I would pay $200 to get rid of my life. You know what I mean? Right. 
I'm sure they feel the same way. Absolutely, absolutely. And what do you think? This is a term. I think you. I think it might have been you who taught me this. Maybe. And uh, I was talking to our buddy, Doctor First Report, and he taught me yes. cancel culture. What the hell is that? It's unbelievable. I tell you, if you want to see something that's funny, it's very, very funny. It's Chappelle's last show. He, he addresses cancel culture. And it is ridiculous. It's very much like we talked about. Like, if you can't agree, all of a sudden now, we have to just say, nope, you're done. And that's the cancel culture. You're canceling your friend. You're, it's your friend. What are you talking about? You've been friends with them forever. And now you're, gonna, you're, you're cutting them out of your life? That's absurd. Um, but you know what? More and more, that's how people are starting to think, and you see it every day. Uh, you see it on the news. You want to cancel the police? I mean, that's these are uh, you know just ridiculous sort of notions that you really right. can't and, take seriously. And I think you're as old as I am, and yeah. I know you're as old as I am, and you can relate to this thought about life, right? It happens in everybody's life. Everybody listening in the audience. Uh, and it has to do a lot with sports betting, too, when you, when you connect it. You see a great family, and they have a matriarch or a patriarch. And when that patriarch or matriarch, could be either or, dies, the family falls apart. And you start thinking, wow, this person had the art of bringing these people together. And what I think this culture might be missing is having a family gathering, having a Thanksgiving dinner where yeah. you're crazy – uh misogynist racist uh usually rich uncle comes in and starts seeing a bunch of <laughs> i don't have any rich relatives that's actually not, almost not true but from friends yes but relatives not so much yeah. you know, i have a rich uncle i have a rich redneck uncle in the south that's anna right. and he brings in great honey ham he always brings in some beautiful a spiral cut. You just met, you know. He brings all spiral bad cut? food. Yeah, spiral cut. That's yeah, the best. He's all a bunch of bad food. He cooks with lard. He only kicks it, you know, <laughs> once a year. And he's uh, racist, misogynist. He's anti-Semitic. But if I ever need anything from the guy, I mean, in two seconds, he has it done. Is this, is this a, now? Is this a Cuban uncle? No, no, he's a white redneck guy okay. on my on my wife's side. Understood. Okay. I have those too. I have racist Cuban. Not to be racial, but right. it's amazing to me how somehow there's a definition of racism that's only white people against whatever. Right. And I'm right. like, uh, I don't, I don't think that's a true statement at all. Right, right. So it's one of those things where uh, I think your life is richer if you learn to. You have to draw a line somewhere. Sometimes, hey, hey, you went too far, da da da. That's fine. But you don't cancel. Yeah, exactly. You you live a richer life. Sometimes just shutting up and listening, right? Yeah. Letting some things go every once in a while. Yeah, you have to. I, I mean, how many times you do it with your wife? Uh, I do it with my girlfriend, and do it in any relationship you ever been in. You want to? It's just not worth it. Right. It's just not worth it. You know. Don't say you're right or I was wrong. That's patronizing sometimes. Just shut up and let Lena you know, take your beating. Take your beating. We've all been beaten up, too. I know I've been beaten up. I'm sure you got your ass kicked before. Everybody. And you know what? You guess what? You take it and you go home and then you, you, know, you deal with it the next day. Yeah, and you know, I'm lucky and fortunate and good that I laugh about it. Right? So, yeah. part of our system, we have an article. But you and uh, Gregor, more important, welcome to add in. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's called the 10 rules of betting, right? Sure. And you bet equal amounts on every game. You just, you know, you bet at least between five and 10 games so you can get uh, some arbitrage. And the main benefit of that that I've noticed is that if you lose a game, you don't care. You laugh it off. Because I remember uh, one of my first jobs I had in college, I had to work through college, and I was dispatching trucks for AAA. And there was this old guy in the back who was independently wealthy, and the doctor made him go to work because he was watching CNBC all day. And this is funny because this was like right, right, right. five years ago. You have to go to work. Your blood pressure can't take watching every tick of the market. <laughs> so he's there. He's there with me. And, you know, he told me this whole joke. And he was like, listen, this guy goes to the doctor, right? And the doctor says, you have an ulcer. And he says, uh, doctor, what causes an ulcer? He didn't say fuck it enough. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, and let it go. What, what was a Tom Cruise movie, Risky Business? What the fuck? You know, you have to. You really do. Could you imagine that dude, right? You have a heart condition. You're, you're a big you're, – you're a player. You play a high-volume player. And you're betting every kick or, or, pardon me, every pitch, just like betting every kick. But every man pitch wants you to game, that's going to be the dumbest friggin' thing I could even think of. And then – People do it. Your heart, your body, it's not worth your life, man. What is Manfred thinking? I think there's going to be problems with that. And something that Greg and I agree yeah. right away, Greg and yep. me to you, is that we're very firm, right? Um, Greg's been betting since he was a kid. How long have you been betting? Uh, yeah, I would think just as a kid, too. I, I'm from South Philadelphia, so it's sort of a thing I remember Culture. sitting on. You know, yeah. a, a giant marble step up the street. Not because it was like some opulent place or anything. That's what they right. like, a giant cement or a slap a marble right. step. And the kid explained to me the baseball money line, you know? And I, rem- I, I remember the conversation. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and these guys were, they were, you know, I guess it was probably in the early 80s. Not that I was taking book or, you know, really making bets, but I understood it was part of a, a right. culture, if you will, right. in, in the area. And certainly now you look at New Jersey. New Jersey's as big or soon to be probably bigger than the whole of Nevada in right. terms of sports betting. Yeah. No, and one thing we're firm on, and one thing you can see it pinned on my Twitter, right, mm-hmm. where I got so upset at uh, the lying, the gaslighting, right, of yeah. people. On a deeper level, like how we started the program today. They don't understand what value is, and it's fundamental, and it's math, right? And you have to understand what value is. Not with the pandemic, not with the recession and riots. You really got to get into what value is. And people are missing that, and they're gaslighting people, and they're misleading people, and they're leading people in a wrong direction. Because understanding value, not only will it make you a lot of money, right? It will give you peace of mind. And along the peace of mind, Joe's in agreement. I'm in agreement. Greg's in agreement. We are here. Anybody can contact us. Do not get taken advantage by the sports book. Do not get taken advantage by the Chicers. Uh, yeah. On TV, your V-Sends, your Action Sports, all those guys. 
don't let yourself get taken advantage of. What you just said about value struck a chord with me. And I've seen your little the pin tweet, right? Right. Um, and by and large, I agree. You know, could you imagine? It's like it's the buyer's remorse. You, you had a game because you got emotional about a game, maybe, and you knew you, you bought too high. That's what the fact of it was. You bought too high. Right. Um, and, you know, or you sold too low, whatever it might have been. Right. You knew that, ah, gosh, you let that emotion get in the way. And ultimately at night, what kept you up at night was you didn't, you didn't find the value. You didn't find the value, and that's the, that you have buyer's remorse. Just like when you go, you, you bought a, uh, your, your wife buys a handbag, right. you know, you bought a car, you bought a pair of shoes, whatever the heck it is, and then you see the ad the next day, oh, my God, there it is, 15% cheaper. That's a kick in the balls, man. Right. Right. And I'll take you back. Oh, I'm taking this back. <laughs> we go there to fight the people. <laughs> we right. go there with a baseball bat with the people. Hey, you got to take this back. Well, sure. There's, there's, there's a handful of businesses that will you know, match the customer the right. price and, and give you a discount and stuff like that. But that's not happening in this world. Right. It, it's no, what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Not happening. Yeah. And, and, and doing your research, right? So you are not being taken advantage of by these people. And the, the advice we give here, right? We want you to make your own picks. But Action Sports is charging $300 for it. Right. So nobody needs to pay $300 to Action Sports. All they need to do is listen to the podcast. We're going to have a link to the Wolf Line. Right? That's correct. And, well, and I think- together, uh, your, your, your outcome is, right, a net positive to know how much. Because I remember last year, right, to your yeah. point, Mm-hmm. And we hundred percent in agreement. We're sitting there, and uh, you see on Twitter this guy put eighty four thousand dollars on Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Now, if you would have listened to the podcast, right, right, you would have gone to your, you know, to the Wolf Line. You would have seen that that's way oversold. The money line eighty four thousand on Lamar Jackson, guy. Lamar Jackson is a thrower. He's not a passer. Maybe he'll turn into a passer one day. We hope so. He's got 4.0 at Louisville. Smart kid. Uh, phenomenal athlete. He ran for he was a, he was probably the He's a thrower right now. He's not a passer. He was so the I'm going to put $84,000 on that. Go ahead. No, so he, was, he was the funnest part of the NFL season this year. I oh, yeah. for, for me, I mean, like, I still watch yeah. as a fan on Sunday. Oh, yeah. if you can't go and play golf and all our friends, you know, we get together, we're drinking, eating, having a good time. Uh, he was probably one of the most fun parts of the year for me as a right. fan, quote unquote, whatever that means. Yeah, and uh, our reporter for uh, Baltimore, because what we do is, and it's amazing because I never, I knew it was going to be good for business and. Uh, I would get new clients. I would get new clients. I never knew how popular this would be. Yeah. Getting $20,000 a month of four guys sitting around breaking down games. And uh, Dr. Steve doesn't like to bet. He's a former cop for 15 years. Uh, he's now a trainer for police departments. But he comes on the podcast, and he breaks down the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> so Lamar Jackson Park, and we're going to do it again this year. We just sit around. Yeah. And we break down games, and he's great because he loves doing research. And that reminds me of Lamar Jackson. But 
you do not, right? Uh, if you would have listened to that podcast, right, we would have told you that the value was with Tennessee, right? And Mark Brabel, uh, Brabel, who's a Belichick decided yeah, Mike out. Yeah, like he does a good, really good job. Yeah, yeah, he's a and that yeah. was his. And that what you're talking about too, and that value is when when, when something an asset becomes overvalued and everyone's in love with it. It inherently it raises the price. You know what right. I mean? That's that market action. It raises the price, and at some point, the price just is too high. And the Ravens' price was too high. And if you had right. to sack to take the money line, good for you. you right. Know? So the guy lost it. He lost eighty-four thousand dollars a needless leap because if you would have came to us, that's the outcome, right? Because we're there's the difference, right, between this podcast and any other podcast. We're talking about business. Joe is a business man who needs results. I own three businesses, and we need results. Now, Stephen A. Smith, he already gets paid. So if he's wrong, he's wrong. Colin Cowherd was 0-18, finished. He still got paid. Clay Travis, who goes back and forth with us on Twitter. And he understands it, right? Right? And he at least admits that he wants to get to our level. So we're about results. Now, if we're wrong, we lose money. If I'm wrong, Anna's punching me, right? She's from Queens, and she's like, we're watching this Lifetime movie. You're not watching Sunday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, That's what happens if we're wrong. Yeah, the more Lifetime movies you can avoid, uh, <laughs> that's probably better. I mean, although, I, what's her name is on, on those? I think um, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love her. Or yeah. Jennifer Love You, maybe one of them. I don't know. Both of them. Both of them have been. I don't want to be too graphic. No, no. Lori Laughlin, too. They took her off. She was good on there. And then the one that rides horses in the Rose Parade. But it's the same plot, right? Independent woman uh, meets nice guy who lost his kids. He's nice. And then it snowed in. So it's a great – I have a blog on the the plot because sometimes when I'm forced, I do have the iPad with a game on. Sure. I know what what the thing is. Now – one thing that uh, Joe and Greg and we have a friendly disagreement about yeah. that's really irrelevant, right? Because we, we agree that indecision science, right? And it's straight out of the book, right? Because you pulling the book open? There you go. <laughs> right here. Decision right. analysis, right? But Skinner, right out of Stanford University. I got two degrees. I got a Master of Business Administration, Master of Business Science. My PhD was the restaurant in Pinellas Park, Florida, Redneck Town. $5,000 in 1998, sold it for $600,000 seven years later. Pure luck. Who knew that George Steinbrenner was going to stumble into it? But that's what I do all day, right? And I get people smarter than me than Joe, because here's the thing, right? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So you need what to- do you have to learn at that point? What are you going to learn? So you need to bring in guys like Joe and Greg to get new information. It doesn't matter uh, this year that the last 12 years I made profit. Yeah. It, like, like when you're uh, – people don't get this about being a good uh, financial advisor, if you will, because all of them suck at having, using that word. And 95% of them suck because if a guy makes you 150% year one, makes you 200% year two, Year three, he makes you 105%. Year four, he makes you zero. That guy sucks. 
Right, because you just lost all, half of your what you, money. What have you done for me lately, Josh? <laughs> what is it? I mean, what is exactly. it like that in this world? I mean, everything happens so quickly in this world, you know, and that's, and that's one of the things getting back to cancel culture real quick and tying right. it all in is the fact that, you know, cancel culture happens because everything is accelerated. 200 right. years ago, there were bad ideas or bad, you know, bad investments and so on, but people didn't want it. I, you, were, you were able to have a disagreement. You know, not everything was a revolution. Right. Or you, know, you could just disagree and then you could go and there's enough room. And now all that stuff accelerates and everything needs to be, uh, you know, instant gratification all the time. And everyone's posting things on social media and everyone's comparing their life, which probably is pretty good in most cases. You get to live in the United States of America. That's number one. That's awesome. And then you're comparing it to everyone and you just like torture yourself. Stop right. torturing yourself, man. Well, you got to learn from history, right? The reason the economy exploded in your part of the world, right, was because New York and New Jersey were the first two states to establish limited liability companies, which all it means is you go down to zero and you come back and fight another day as a business <laughs> instead right. of going below zero, which England was going to do, because England made you go below zero and then they crushed you, right? That's why people came to the United States. And that's why New York, New York and New Jersey established those laws. And cancel culture wants to go, go back in time and get you below zero. We're done. It, is, it really is. It's all the things that you, that you see that, you know, in order to form a more perfect union. Right. And, we're, and we're striving to do that every day, I think. And I think depending upon, you know, who you're voting for, um, you know, in, in your state and local sort of stuff, you can make that change. I mean, what's, what's the saying? Think locally or think globally, act locally, right? Right. You have to do those sort of things. But you're right. I mean, everything you else. You can't isolate yourself. A, I, don't think, I don't think there's a, there's a you know, the, 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 um, the mantra or the motto of make America great again. I don't think that's anywhere near as regressive overall as some of the actions that some people want to take. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're, we're going to go back 200 years. You're going backwards, people. This isn't good. This isn't a positive. I mean, well, that's... But to your point, they don't understand that isolating yourself, right? We're living in an interconnected world. Some guy can eat a bat in China, get on a plane in nine hours, infect whatever you live, right? So yeah. to, to start saying, well, I don't want to talk to somebody because I, you know, I disagree with them, it, it's, it, it's horrible. You're doing horrible damage to society. And you're going backwards. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no question about it. And I think one, you know, I know you were going down this road to, uh, you know, next topic, so to speak. But yeah. one, of, one of those things was really interesting. You don't well, have everything's interconnected, right? Technically, yeah, it is. All together. Yeah, I mean, I told you about my, my thing. I randomly thought of a, a, a movie line, and then. An actress right. is dead the next day on this movie line. I don't even know why I thought it. You know, the whole world's connected for sure. I believe that to be true. Yeah, but she died in a town I've been through three times, and I told you those crazy stories. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. Which is totally bizarre. <laughs> well, California. Yeah. Uh, but the point was, is that you know, it's not about the charlatans and the touts and all the bullshit. You know, you do this as in part of public service. You know, we have a we have a very interesting business model, and and it, and you can almost log it into is we don't care if you win or lose. It's none of our business. 
We're going to give you the tools to make decisions, make decision science. Some people make decisions better than others, but we're going to give you the tools that can help you do that. And just like you, it's like, here, we're going to talk about all these things. You can, you can disregard it. You can take it. And, and, and making those decisions and, and staying free, man, that's, right, right, that's right. important. It's the most in important. The main, in the main thing, too, in our system, right, this is different than him, right? He has a – Joe and Greg have a whole different company. We have a company, right? And we disagree, but we work together and we collaborate, <laughs> right? America, dude. Yeah, you can go on the website, click on a link, and give Joe and Greg a bunch of money, right? But we disagree, and I don't care. He, they don't care, yeah? yeah? That's where freedom of religion comes in, freedom of politics, all that stuff. That's what well, and, and, you know, we're going back to – and here, intertwine one more time, going back to value. We think we can provide to you something that's valuable. You can go through and save yourself time. You can go through and find yourself a, a, a pattern, like uh, your friend, Mr. Meyerson. You know, yeah. you, can find, you can find a pattern and, and find something that you find to be successful. And that's, that's, that's the service that we provide. Ultimately, it's the value. And then it's all about how well you uh, take care of the, of the right, things right. That you do. Everyone does things differently. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. Things and, and our value is providing you a system that's consistently between 52.5% and 80 to 85 percent anything higher than that um especially for casual betters highly uh we highly advise against it because that means if you're getting 85 percent on your bets 90 percent on your bets you're neglecting your family you're neglecting your job all you're doing is on the I one mean, 24 are, 7 looking those at are, looking those at are astronomical analyzing. figures uh, I, I'm never going to promise anything like that. They're astronomical figures. Right. But if you did, you're probably right. You're probably neglected. You got inside information. You got to call. You're calling everybody in the world. You're paying this guy for doing that. Right. I mean, right. who the hell has time for this stuff? Man, no, no, no. no. It, it's crazy. And we've been lucky, fortunate, and good to get those numbers. And you can listen to them on the podcast. You can listen to the whys we get them, right? And sometimes they're outside of the box, just like business. Now, this year, we're taking it a step further. We're doing it right now. We're doing it with Delmar and the Racing. We're posting a live spreadsheet where you can follow along. Also, if you think you can beat us, type your name in there and your picks before the game, and we'll have fun looking at the live spreadsheet on Twitter and on the website yeah. with all the picks before it happens. And, and really, when I talk about disruption, man, watch out. <laughs> Action sports, come get us, man. Start posting your picks before the game. Because everybody, oh, I'm I'm eighty percent. Oh, really? Tell me before the game. And let's yeah. and let's track it. All right. Let's be yeah, transparent. You, and let's track it. Careful. You know, you know what these these do. They make they put these plays in both sides. So it's like an advertise when they win, when they lose, you know what I mean? Uh, it's all kind of bullshit, but you really hit the nail on the head. This isn't my making plays, your job isn't your job, right? You have right. customers, you have clients, right. Right. And, you, and you try to provide a service for them that's valuable. It's fun. There's many, 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 many people who are either watching your regular podcast or a customer of ours or that's going to be interested in being new customers of ours with right. the Wolf Line. And, you know, they do it mostly to fun because everybody wants to be right. You know, oh, yeah. I, I had a conversation. People want their own system. system. Yeah, exactly right. right. You know, there's there's a million ways to skin a cat, and I think that's very important. But the fun part is awesome. 
we're having fun chatting. We have a fun right. conversation, even when we disagree. Like yesterday, we talked and we, we, we didn't necessarily agree, but it was still a fun conversation. I wasn't trying to cancel Josh when I hung up the phone. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I was going to put you in. I'm sure I was in girls' phones as this. Do not answer. At one point in the, in the phone, like the phone would ring, I called and it says, do not answer. I'm certain that's happened. It's, it's insane. So we're going to go through some of the details here as we close up because uh, this is it. I'll, I'll get to the ending first, right? Uh, there's a big argument. It, it's not just sports betting. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. As I was say, it's like a Tarantino movie. Which one? You get to the ending first. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think he gets it from like Chinese or they're not old Japanese, yeah, Japanese type thing or whatever. But yeah, the ending first, right? Uh, right now, even in uh, the financial, uh, I hate using these terms because all these people suck, man. They aren't real. But in let's say uh, upper level hedge funds and CNBC, because we're the real Bloomberg, the real CNBC, the sports betting, because uh, we have clients that we make a lot of money for. So I'll tell you what, same system. I think our collaboration, right, at some point when you're 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 looking at a a lot of fundamental stuff, we're looking at more technical stuff, and we're putting both. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but putting those together, that's the CNBC for sports, dog. Well, because this is what happens, right? You got to talk with reality. I live in an expensive place. Joe lives in an expensive place. And do you use fundamental analysis or do you use technical analysis, right? And people get this wrong in business. Let me know what you think, right? Yeah. People, and this is one way that even our parents lie to us on this. School lies to us on this. And many religions lie to us. And it's completely wrong when it comes to business. The golden rule is treat others the way you would like to be treated. And in business, in my opinion, I'd like to know your opinion, Joe. It's completely 100%, 1,000% wrong. Businesses treat others, right, the way they would like to be treated. If a guy comes to me and he has $20 million to invest, and he says, Josh, I want you to do technical analysis. I don't say, no, 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 no. I'm a fundamental analysis guy, and I will not under any circumstance. No, come on, man. I'll go, and I'll do technical analysis right, for the guy and give him what he wants. Some guy will come in and say, I'm a fundamental analysis guy. And I'll say, hey, let's do the fundamental analysis. Let me do a caveat. I prefer technical analysis. I'll give you another sheet of technical. Some guy wants me to do both. And I think depending on the situation, right, it's almost like closing a deal. Sometimes closing a deal, you have to go outside the box to close the deal. The, the person says, wow, you give me a lot of value. You're the best guy that came out here. You know what you're doing. All the rest of the guys are tricers. But to close this deal, I want you to take my clothes to the cleaners. It has nothing to do with the jobs or anything. Right, yeah, yeah. But you want something crazy to close the deal, you know? That's just the way people are. Well, you're absolutely right. And I think I, I do agree with that in the most part. People, people want what they want. Sometimes people don't know what they want. Right. That does happen. But, you know, you do. You have to. You can't jam and shoehorn everything in uh, the, the same way for every customer because they're all different. They all have a little bit different wants and needs. They all have different risk tolerances and things like that. So absolutely, I, I would tend to agree with that. Oh, yeah. No, and that's part of what's written in the law. You see, you have to measure the risk 
tolerance, but it's happened, right? Uh, you don't steal second base unless you know you can make it. If I'm going through a thing, right, and I'm doing fundamental analysis and the guy wants to read technical analysis charts, I'll use fundamental analysis to get myself to second base, and I'll show the man the charts. Boom, we're done. Because he got the result he needed, or vice versa. I might use a guy like I'm 100% fundamental analysis, right? And I'll do it, the charts, and I'll look at the trending line, right? And get the result the guy wants. But fundamental analysis guys are cool because they don't want any follow-up. They're just like, it's done, it's done. You know, there's just two things, right? So and there's more than one way to skin a cat, one. You know, uh, but, but you just said second base for body and something. Did you ever hear the story about Ricky Henderson? Ricky Henderson's sick, right? He's not playing. It's the seventh or something inning, and he's in the clubhouse. They're up 10 runs or something. Ricky Henderson, they need a pinch runner. Ricky Henderson steals second, right? They ask him after the game, Ricky, Ricky, why did you steal second? You guys are up 10 runs. He goes, I remember that game. Ricky can't score from first. (laughs) I love that guy. He was so great. Uh, that guy was awesome. He played forever. He did play forever. I, he, he, him and Brett Butler are the two, my two favorite leadoff guys ever. And I'm not even a big baseball guy. I was when I was a kid. Well, Brett Butler, both those guys, right, stood right on top of the plate. They got hit 100 times. And after Ricky Henderson left, they made his batting stance illegal because his, his, strike zone just, his strike zone was so small. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Right? So we're going to go through real quick. Yeah, please. Fundamental analysis and how I use fundamental analysis to pick games, and then we'll go to technical analysis. That I think technical analysis, uh, the way you guys see it, I think is really good with uh, baseball. And then uh, if you're, you know, you got nothing else to do, you're not in a a, a spot where you want uh, high revenue generating activity, and you know nothing about it. You have to go to the wolf line. We'll make it a rule. If you don't know anything about the sport, go to the wolf line and use the charts to make it. I'll tell you what, Josh, we're not there yet, right? We're not there yet. Admittedly, we're not there yet. We want to be, and we soon will be. Right. But if you are in a situation like during this COVID, and the only opportunity you have to get down or have any action is like Thai ping pong, how the hell do you know who to bet on in Thai ping pong? What are you reading the newspaper? Or oh, even the KBL. Everybody's talking about the KBL. You don't know. These guys haven't what played the years. about Korean baseball? Give me a break. Right. The strike zone, whatever. I mean, I, like the Japanese league, they have a different ball and stuff. Little, little things like that. But what do you even know? So I, I would posit or we posit that, you know what, if you're trading quantitatively uh, with technical analysis, with the charts, with the numbers, and, and meaning inside of our platform, well, you can take that knowledge and use it Obviously, every market and every sport behaves differently, but you can take that and use that across sports you had no idea about. You right. know, I, one, one day, Josh, sooner than later, NFL bettors are going to be betting on Indian cricket, and Indian cricket players who are betting quantitatively are going to be betting on the NFL. Never are those two, two things in the same room. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. The world is getting uh, very, uh, smaller. But – Think about NFL football. NFL football is like a cult. It's like a religion. You have idols. People give like 10% of their salary to it. And it's a cultural thing, right? Yeah. And, and one of the best times I've ever had connecting with people 
is walking through a tailgate. Oh, you don't have a beer? Here's a beer, man. Hey, hey, wait. Absolutely. You stranger, you don't have a beer? Here's your beer. Hey, that guy doesn't have a hot dog. People you don't even know from Adam. Yep, absolutely right. Yeah, hey, here's a hot dog, man. Here you go. No racism. Look, look how I look. No racism, nothing. We're just chilling. Oh, you know. So that, that's the thing about football. Embedding is the same way. So no, fundamental analysis. You look at corporate earnings, right? Where this comes into play, and a lot of this comes into play, the refs, right? And Greg will go crazy on this, right? The refs are paid for by the league. Technically, they should be paid by an independent party, right? Because I can make a legal argument. I've been in court so much, and knock on wood, I won the last 20 times. But looking at it from a legal perspective, you could say that the refs have a fiduciary responsibility to the league for them to make money. So if they make a call that makes the league more money, then they are doing their job, right? Greg would regulate and say, hey, we need a middleman out here. You can't make – because how many calls have we seen? We've all seen calls that's just basically clear – that was me. Look at Scott Foster, Tim Donahue. You wrote the book, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny that New actually, Jersey guy. All those guys are New Jersey. All those NBA refs are all New Jersey. Guys. The way the way you just sprayed that. What was the what was the perfect game bid where the first base umpire he called the dude out in his head before <laughs> or safe? You called him pardon me. He called him safe before he did anything, and you're like, yeah, bro, no way, cause. I don't remember. It was a White Sox game, I thought, but I, I could be wrong. But I, I, I think we call it. But you're, you know, you're right. You make an interesting point there. Um, yeah, you, you can see where it's very advantageous for the league to have matchups for a million different reasons. You know, who we're wants we're to have Zion against LeBron? Is that your NBA prediction before yes. without anything? We made it a yeah. month ago without any games or anything purely based on the way they rig games. In our marketing and business, they they want to sell LeBron on his way out against a new guy, Zion. They want to do Grand uh, Ingram uh, playing against his own team, Lonzo Ball. They have the whole soul proper set up. So do that's why the Pelicans' winning percentage, the teams they're playing against, three hundred percent, and uh, the team they're battling supposedly for the last spot, Portland, is seven hundred percent. So are they going to? Is that what the NBA is going to do? And I apologize. But yeah. is the NBA gonna are they gonna are they gonna sort of have this ranked one to sixteen regardless of conference? Just gonna have the teams, so you could have two Eastern or Western conference teams in the well, final. They, they rigged it. Uh, they rigged it so there's a three game series for the final spot. So it. it'll be the Pelicans against Portland or whoever. Okay, I, I'm predicting it's gonna be the two teams they want in there against LeBron, which would be. Memphis, right? So it would be uh, the Pelicans against Memphis, three-game series, either Morat, who's a marketable guy, but Zion's your guy. Now, why is Zion your guy? Zion went to Duke University, right? Oh, who cares, Duke University? Well, Adam Silver donated $32 million to where? Duke University. Now, maybe because of China, all right? But Adam Silver went crazy during COVID-19, and uh, I got reports that he was on a Zoom and veins were coming out of his neck because Adam Silver wants to ruin and uh, 
March Madness and him make all the money. And he's desperate to kill the, um, the one and done, right? But Zion yeah. is a one and done guy from Duke University where he's a member of the board of Duke University. And what happened? Uh, Gavitt, right? New Yorker, Gavitt, Northeastern guy. When Adam Silver said, shut this down, no Big East tournament, Gavitt flicked him off and said, F you, Adam Silver. So what happened was he called on his buddy, Mike Krzyzewski, and the chancellor of Duke, and they started crying to the ACC. ACC shuts down the tournament. Gavitt went like this, double flick you guys off. Yeah, he says, I'm going on with the Big East tournament. So he called his corrupt buddy, and I'm not, not me calling Bill Self corrupt. Uh, his uh, runner is spending 10 years in the Fed. He would have spent 10 years in the Fed, but he got out because of COVID-19. But it's all public knowledge where Bill Self's associate people, they exchange money. His bag all, man. Yeah, the bag man are on jail except for Bill Self. So Bill Self either got paid more money by Jaszewski and Silver and all those guys, he says, well, we're not going to be in the tournament. They call the tournament or whatever. And to the Big 12's credit, they, give, they haven't given an inch. We're playing anyways without games. So Bill Self and Krzyzewski and Adam Silver cried to the NCAA. The NCAA shuts it down and uh, threatened Gavin, right? And I'm like, why is Adam Silver, right? And, and we talk about it in the NBA part. Why is he going through all these lengths? He's a rich man. He doesn't have to do all this. Just shut down your NBA and go your merry way. What do you care about the NCAA, right? Because I think he's gotten uh, bamboozled by China, and he's lost billions of dollars, and now he's scrambling. Because added to that evidence, if we went to court, he doesn't want to pay me for the NBA league pass. Look right there. I got, I got I, no I basketball just, March. Just changed, from I just changed my name, bro. I just changed <laughs> my name. You're Hong Kong. Yeah. Hong Kong lives matter. The right. NBA's a bunch. The NBA is so fraudulent. Listen, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm listen, I got my Eagles. Uh, what do you call it? Super Bowl yeah. mug. You know, I'm a Sixer fan. I'm I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. I right. grew up. It's hard to get out. You have a Phillies hat on. You know, but the things that are going to happen in this NBA season. I, I mean, you you could very well be be right. I wouldn't be shocked in the least bit. Um, but that's using fundamental analysis to our point to pick a game. Really? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I understand. I understand your point. And once all those fundamental factors are kind of uh, in the marketplace, we would look at it as saying, yes, even still, there are going to be opportunities. And most things are fair. Okay, and I, think you you're right. at- I think you're right a lot. But if you do your research, uh, for whatever reason, either to, to get a favorable outcome, you know, uh, 60% of NFL games, the dog wins, right? And that, that's just built-in profit for the sports boy. When you look at that number and you look at corporate earnings and then you look at political, right? Why is political important, fundamental analysis and picking games? Because Goodell gave all the money back. Manford and Adam Silver, of course, Adam Silver's not giving any money back. No, uh, you're scared. You're going through the fucking TV, bro. Yeah, you know, I have this thing for Adam Silver. Hopefully I don't see Adam Silver in person. But He's a, Adam Silver is keeping taxpayers' money. They, Adam Silver is like a fucking alien. Um, <laughs> He's taking money, so that's the political. They're, they're tax-exempt. That's why the referees aren't regulated, because when they, they want to keep that money flowing, right? If you regulate refs, who's paying for it? Joe and Josh. 
as their tax money to come on. I'm not paying the freaking regulated. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know, one of the things that, to that point, right? Right. The leagues bitching and complaining about, uh, you know, well, integrity fees and, you know, now, well, give me a break. That's the most biggest line of bullshit you've ever heard. The right. only reason anyone watches any of this shit, and a lot of it is shit, you know right. this, the, the level of play, the only reason you watch it is because someone has an interest outside of the game on their speculation of the game, whether it's with their sister, their brother, the dude they're sitting next to at the bar, or they well, want to win a hundred. But this is very important too, right? Because strategy. You know that the last two minutes of an NBA game is different than the whole rest because they have plays set up for the end of the game to make it more exciting, right? To get people hooked up like a drug dealer, right? In the dopamine center of their brain. Oh, that was really exciting. I had that. Yeah, of, course. of course, everybody knows that. Well, it's no, it's no different than the whole season. I right. mean, half the kids are going to take off. Oh, you go, you spent, you know, you're going to take your kids to a game. You spend $250, you know, if you get off light, you go to a game. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. LeBron's not playing. Well, I think that's the whole point. I wanted to come see LeBron do his thing. Right. Right. You know, that, and that, and that's a damn shame. But those so things are so. The, yeah. the, the, right, you're absolutely right. There is there a place for I, I just like you and I can sit here and be together and right. uh, you know cooperate real for an end. Right. Token fundamental and technical analysis. I'm not going to be the guy that tells you no way. I'm not the cancel culture. We're not represent the cancel yeah. culture. Do we strongly believe in what we provide is a tool that you can use uh, if you interpret it well? Absolutely, positively. So to that point, yeah, I mean, we, don't, we the wolf line is not calling for the end of all fundamental analysis. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's why you use both, in my opinion. But I could be wrong. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. At least I can sure. say that. All right. So let's go to technical analysis, right? In, in, in business, I'll throw this in. Uh, this is my two cents because that's what, I, you know, that's uh, my main source of income. Really, you got to look at is the, and sorry to be crude, but this is the way Joe and I grew up. If the CEO's a crackhead, and he's frequenting prostitutes, he's on fentanyl, and he's doing meth like the, the head of the medical department at USC, right? Yeah, you better do something. And know that's going on before you put a couple million dollars into that company. Right. So that that's the value of fundamental analysis. They think it's dead. Right. Nothing's ever really dead. There's always a, a, a granule of truth you can use. And sometimes you must use if you're a guy like Joe and I, independent businessman. We can't well, rely on somebody else. Yeah, I would think, uh, you know, it's funny. I have a friend of mine. Um, he's a smart dude. And we were talking about technical analysis. And as a regard, I think you, me and Greg actually had this conversation a little bit a while okay. about how is for in, in terms of financials, how right. you, you look at this market. I'm not a market expert in financials. You know, I have my thumb on the pulse. I, I, I keep an eye on it. Some of these valuations are friggin' absurd. I mean, right. how on earth is Tesla trading at 15 or $1,600? And, you know, the money that's pushed into the market, quantitative easing, et cetera, really skews a lot of the things uh, that might otherwise be, you know, used with the technical analysis and so on. So, you know, there's a lot of insanity in those financial markets. Hopefully, when sports is back and we're all back to the normal stuff, 
enjoying the time with your friends, watching the game. Maybe you make a couple bucks, maybe you don't. You know, don't be don't be risking anything that you can't afford to lose. I think you would agree right. with that sentiment. It, it, well. I'm, I'm of the philosophy that you should always be right over fifty two points over fifty two point five percent. Just follow us, look at our picks, use our picks, and then figure out how to do your own right. Because there, there's there's over over ten strategies right that that we give you for you to be at the very least between 52.5% and 60, 65% and get on that roll where you're 70, 80%, but you got to know the number, but because if you don't know 52.5% is your baseline, then, then you're shooting, uh, you're what, what no one, shooting no an arrow. Shooting. You don't even know where you're shooting at. You're, you're no one, no one shooting darts or shooting arrows blindly into the air. And I think that's right. one of the things that, well, you certainly try and do that and you do provide, you know, your take on it, we're providing the tools for someone to, you know, you, you talked about you give a man to fish or you teach right. him how to fish. You know, hey, listen, teach me how to fish. I know what I'm doing. You can apply principle that you learn in other facets. Uh, and now you can apply it with, with the use of the wolf line, for instance, for the technical analysis, things that people who have never really seen, pardon me, uh, never yeah, really yeah, seen. Yeah, let's define, let's define technical analysis. Let sure. me know what you think, all right? And this is from a trusted advisor client that I remember uh, when Game of Thrones was ending, he was like, sit down with him. You know, I sit down for the mentoring meeting and uh, then he's like, oh, handle all my money. I'm like, I'm not handling all your money. You tell me what to do <laughs> and I'll get the fees, right? Thank you for bringing it over to my company, right? Because he didn't like the other guy. Likeability. <laughs> was it guys I was smart? Oh. No, smarter than me. Likeability, humanity. Right, which, that's what the cancel culture and the young kids are missing. Is that human right. element? So it's funny, Josh. I'm wearing this shirt, right? Clarence right. Thomas shirt. Okay, I have another shirt, and it's awesome. I wore it out a couple weeks ago. One of the bars was open. Next time you're on, you can wear it. Yeah. In Jersey, you call it down the shore. You know, we're at the beach right. at this bar, and I'm wearing a shirt. It's Clarence Thomas, and it says, "Good manners will open doors for you that the best education cannot." Hundred about likability. If you don't like someone, you're never giving anyone a dollar for someone you're like, he's a douchebag. No one wants exactly. to do that. No one. Exactly. Exactly. People are, are missing that. And also, I hate to say it, but uh, people, they come from very strict countries where everything is pinpoint. You see them in professional life, they miss that. Yeah. They miss the likability. They're like, oh, you're the number. No, you have to have a personality, likability. Yeah, Right. Technical analysis, right? Yep. Technical analysis involves the interpretation of patterns on charts that show changes of prices over time, right? The philosophy behind charting is that the patterns tend to repeat over time. So that goes, that's, that's one, pattern recognition, that would fit in both categories, technical and fundamental analysis. Pattern recognition, which is part of decision science as well. Investors respond to that development in specific ways. Similar developments result in similar responses, right? If a certain chart pattern emerges in the present time result of certain developments and a similar chart pattern can be identified that occurred in the past, investors can see the response to those past developments, right? With the benefit of hindsight, right? The assumption is 
that similar patenting. Now, you can't assume in business. We were talking about this before. You got to make sure you're going to make second base, right? But New York and New Jersey were the first companies, right, in the economy exploded for states that created limited liability that you couldn't go past zero. But still, you don't want to make assumptions. That similar patterns repeat so the situation can be expected, right? I'm not, we're not going on here, oh, you're going to get every game 100%, da, 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 like these guys say. No, no, no. no. It's expected. You want to make between 52.5 and 80%. Right? There was Josh. In a row. You know, to, to that point about what's expected is, right? Right. You want to create, uh, Greg, is, I love the hashtag, LTCME, long-term theoretical market edge. Sounds complicated. The fact of the matter is if you were to play out, if you're using a chart and pattern recognition tools, which we provide, if you're using these things and you see a situation where one team or one asset is overperforming, the other one is underperforming, well, there might be a, a situation where you expect a correction. Now, could you play momentum? Sure. In either direction, absolutely. But, but that's, pure math, that's pure math, right? So what you just described is the mathematical law called the law of opposites. And you well, do, like when you're doing calculus or uh, I took every math you could take except, uh, or I took differential equations and then the math after that, you have to go to MIT to take the other math, and I didn't qualify. If I go yeah. to MIT, they immediately call security <laughs> trying to get this guy off the yeah, MIT you, campus. <laughs> you, you and me both. Well, you know, it's like but, the, but it's the, the law opposite, right? And it's straight the, out of math and it's straight out of statistics, which is a return to the mean. Well, ab absolutely, right? So I'm glad you said that return to the mean. So if you look more closely at our logo, you know, it's a bell curve. And right. And the, the vast majority of that bell curve is, is gray because there's going to be situations where the game is otherwise fairly priced. If the game's fairly priced, then there, you might not want to really take an action. There might not be any value on one side or the other. Now, sometimes you might have uh, one team overvalued versus a team that's undervalued, okay? Obviously, the, 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 the likelihood of correction is higher in that sort of instance, right? So that's all about, you know, the overvalued. Well, I guess – Lamar Jackson was overvalued, wasn't he? You know, in that situation. So, yeah, that's the thing that technical analysis. Oh so, yeah, no, in, in, in that uh, scenario, right? Yeah. Uh, guys like us have been betting since kids. We know that that game was overvalued on purpose. Oh, it very well could. Have, yeah. Well, you have the popularity, right? You have what Greg will say: behavioral economics, which you have to know. The behavioral economics goes back to fundamental analysis. In understanding that psychology, right? So I'm lucky well, that the last point. 18 years, last 18 years, I've been married to a psychotherapist. So every time she comes home from work, you learn about psychology. You learn the way people think, right? And, and Joe and I are the same way. If we were the bookmaker and we know everybody and their uncle was going to bear Lamar Jackson, he's on ESPN. That's why ESPN has their hands in this. And I haven't watched ESPN for uh, 12 years, right? If it's not a game and it's not live, then I'm, I'm, I'm not watching it either. The right, game, but, the game, but, the, yeah, the, but a lot of our audience loves to watch the game, and part of it is the enjoyment of the game, and I'm right there with them. But ESPN yeah. will hype up a Lamar Jackson. It'll brainwash you, and you're saying, oh, I'll pick the money line in Lamar Jackson. But you expect that. We all expected it. Yeah. But it's not about expecting, and it's not about having philosophies. 
It's about action to monetize. So we didn't just see this going it, we made money off of it, right? And off Grable Games, right? We were 80%. Now, what he's talking about inflated lines, why it's so important, we were 90% on LA, San Francisco, West Coast inflated lines. And there's a lot of reasons that's inflated lines. People chase the first games and they start being favorites to try to make a comeback, right? They're drunk, uh, whatever happened, and they lost the first round of game. They're chasing West Coast games and they make them inflated. But we didn't just have a philosophy about it and sit back, oh, yeah, we have a philosophy about it. No. We put bets on and we made a lot of money, and Anna went and bought gasoline because it's yeah. about results and it's about monetizing I got right? inefficiency. And Greg sent me a, a link about a guy who made like $23 billion off inefficiencies in the market. So that's what we're doing. We're making money actionable and having a plan for it for inefficiencies in the market. I have a feeling that Anna may be able to corner the market like the Duke brothers tried to do with handbags and tankers of gasoline. I don't know how big your yard is, but you'll need a big one. The, 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 those Merc line tankers or the, uh, you know, the, the storage, the, the boxes. Um, you know, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something about Anna. Yeah. Uh, she, she must she's be been a married for so long. The last time we were at the win at the NCAAs, uh, the only time she looked up when it was time to cash the tickets. <laughs> she's like, oh, you know, because she hates sports, right? She doesn't yeah. even watch sports. So she was watching her Netflix movies. And the only time, the other time she looked up was when uh, we didn't for know drink. Michigan was going to cover or not. And she's like, don't worry, Michigan will cover that. The, the tall white guy, they can't, nobody can see his shot. It was like, the, uh, the, for the Lakers now, uh, uh, Wagner, Mo Wagner. Yeah, Wagner. Like, Mo Wagner they can't see shots. He'll hit the shot and give me the ticket. So she takes the ticket out of me and she goes to the cashier. Yeah, it's funny. You, know, you mentioned <laughs> you, well, you mentioned all this stuff about the fundamental, fundamental analysis. Right. And, you know, if you could think of it, and Greg might disagree. I don't think, well, not disagree, yeah. but he might think yeah. it would be worded differently. We always you know, disagree when it comes to technical. And well, all of the fundamental analysis stuff, right by and large it's represented in the market and then the people the team or an asset either covers but if it's not and you have an edge on it or, bet it or, or, or it either it either gets there or it doesn't get there right and that's what that's what we provide we provide you with a visual graphical interpretation of all of that behavioral economics it's here you can go through games really quickly i mean it's really hard to handicap right right whatever that means part of what you're saying from yeah, to use the term technical analysis, part of what you're saying is using straight lines connecting top to bottom or was using as moving averages. Now, uh, we'll close with this, right? Because one yeah. of the things I like about Greg and I like about you guys is it, it, me too. We were raised well by our parents and we still have hope for humanity. <laughs> listen, I, you met my stepson, you know, my stepson. And I, uh, listen, and he's it. not my flesh and blood. And occasionally, Josh, I have to he's in a way. Him. I remind him and his mom on occasion. I'm like, listen, I want to remind you that I share no DNA with you. <laughs> it's like the dog's my dog when he's good. It's her dog when he's bad. Right. You know, same thing. Yeah. So we, we're optimistic. You know, opti you know, I tell Greg, listen, these guys are rigged. 
Uh, you got to pay off the cops. There's no way these guys are getting regulated. And yeah, no, he's like, one point these guys will be regulated. I'm like, FanDuel just gave $30 million to the Denver Broncos. No, 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 no. It's, it's going to be regulated at some point. Now, the thing is, and you guys make a good point, right, that there are certain things that should be baked into the market. And by and large, you're right. By and large, they are baked into the market. However, when they are not, have faith in yourself. Have the confidence to monetize that inefficiency. That the, you know is not there, especially like when we do the roundtable for uh, the NFL podcast. We go around the table. How, how long have you been watching sports? 41. How, the, the most sophisticated supercomputer ever created is your human brain. So when you get guys who have 300 years combined watching football. Not, not only is it a supercomputer, it's like the biggest drugstore in the world. The thing right. that your brain can produce is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So when Raider Jim, who's on, it's going to be on uh, in a few hours for the horse racing, right. pick Miami, right? I don't say, oh, I've been 80% last seven years. What you, I don't know. Me, people, no. I put my ego on the door and I listen to the gym and I pick my aim. Yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that's to going around a circle like we were writing a book. That's capitalism, man. That's collaboration. You know, it's, it's funny that be, getting involved with the Wolf Line, Greg and others, you know, with the Wolf Line, it's interesting because I've always been a bit of a contrarian. Right. You know what I mean? And you could look at this in, in some ways as a, a, you know, a market bubble indicator for sports. You know, we, we use the colors. Right. You can break it down with the colors. You can look just for the colors. Then you start to understand what those colors mean, what they represent. Then you understand more about the charts, more about the patterns that you had mentioned earlier. Right. You know, levels of uh, so, you know, support and resistance. So uh, as far as the tools, we don't always have to agree. We know that there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, you know, it's funny. You just mentioned Miami. So take Miami. I Last time I was in Florida, was the Eagles Miami game? We went with a bunch of guys with the kids with their sons. Nice. We went and had a blast. Eagles got their dicks kicked in, and it was tough to watch. They put the visitors side. It's 145 degrees in they the sun. It's of course they do. It's unbelievable. It's right. a thousand fucking degrees, and you don't want to do anything. You want to go on the concourse and watch it on TV. I'm like, well, geez, I could watch this on TV at home. Right. I'm gonna save the couple bucks. And, and of course. There's that number again, 80%. We're 80% Miami second-half lines because of what Joe just said. They put the visitors right in the heck to the sun, and the opponents are dehydrated in the second half. But we don't just know that. We monetize it. Put money in your pocket. Ain't have fun, man, like Joe and I did, man. Fun, man. Final words, Joe. Thank you so much for being on, man. Appreciate it. I love it. I look forward to to the next time and sometimes actually when we have real sports, Josh. Look what we're doing with sports. Imagine what we're going to do with sports. Well, listen, what we talked about earlier, right? All these people claim to be the CNBC of sports, okay? Whatever. I I like Fox Business better, but whatever. Whatever. The fact is that. We're the Fox Business of sports better. Perfect. Perfect. So they don't have part, they, they have half or part of what they really need to be considered that. They don't have. What we provide, as far as exactly. the client is concerned, when you combine that with what you bring to the table, and you combine, it, you, you combine it with the conversation and other people's opinions, that's what they really want. They just don't have it. So no, no, that's why we beat your ass, Joe and Josh. 
kick their ass every single time, every day, with or without sports. That's right. And and the beauty of podcasts, we can say what we want, and we can give you. you I, I haven't heard a podcast this detail telling people exactly how something is, what something, not just what something does, right, right, but what something is, right. And, and I heard a seminar. Oh, teach people the why, but don't teach him the how. We teach you the how. Right? Was that the Simon Sinek on a yeah. TED talk from Simon yeah, yeah, Sinek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start you, with why. You, you can get a you start with why, right? Exactly. exactly. You, you can be entertained. I, I, I listen, if we can provide a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of knowledge, and help people um, together separately, but you know, I think it's, yeah, it's exactly. for everybody. I love exactly. it. And I think it's important that we do it separately to teach people, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To teach people what diversity really is. Is that the crux of it? You put money in your pocket. To have a happy marriage, right? That's what you need. Real for real. And I always end with Winston Churchill. And it's 100% the truth, right? And we don't just, like, in a Ric Flair sort of way. I'll do this in my Ric Flair, one of the Ric Flair. We don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. And uh, what's that, that spreadsheet we have? We should have a, a wolf line chart with a spreadsheet there. Uh, you make a living from your labor but you make a life from what you give thank you for listening to the esbc betting info